I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. It's Room 104. It's Cormac and Saoirse here and... I mean, a bit of a food theme going on in the show this evening, but I came across this museum over in Sweden and it does some of this. This has to be one of the strangest museums I have ever heard of my entire life. And now they're running an even stranger um, exhibition within the strange museum that they have to talk a little bit more about this and explain to this. If you're ever in Sweden, you have to go. And if you've ever been, by the way, will you drop us a WhatsApp and let us know if you've been to the disgusting food museum over in Malmo joining us now. Uh, from the museum his, uh, himself, Andreas Aaron. Andreas, how are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, really good. And I suppose myself and Stacia were talking about this during the week. Fascinated to know what goes on in the disgusting food museum. <laughs> yeah, we just released our new alcohol exhibit this uh, weekend. And uh, yeah, it's been a smash hit so far. So we have everything from... Uh, Cheap uh, dung smoked whale testicle beer to uh, poop <laughs> wine to fish whiskey. Poop wine. Now, can you just explain that for me? Yeah, absolutely. This is a traditional South Korean medicine. So it's not something that people drink to get to get uh, drunk from it. Um, so you start off with the poo of a small child between four and seven years old. You put it in some water, uh, let it ferment for 24 hours. Then you mix in some rice for that, that starch and sugar. And then you ferment it for another seven days. I'm speechless. And, th- and then what? <laughs> and then you drink it, especially for <laughs> bruises and, and broken bones and so on. This is crazy. Obviously, we have to mention always drink responsibly. But I know if you're listening to this, you're not going to drink any of these disgusting uh, beers or, or you know things that uh, Andres is talking about. <laughs> but uh, God, where, where do you come up with these these ideas? Well, I mean, so uh, quite a lot of these things are medicine, especially traditional medicine. Uh, some things here in the museum are uh, kind of experimental brews. Uh, so the, the sheep tongue smoked whale testicle beer is one such thing. It's a small microbrewery on the west coast of Iceland that's been doing this for a couple of years. It's a very good complement to the traditional uh, Icelandic midwinter festival uh, foods like uh, pickled sheep's testicles, fermented shark and, and pickled whale blubber. So so they wanted to create a beer that was a good complement to these traditional foods. Now, are people actually drinking this? Absolutely. It's actually quite tasty, especially uh, the Kvalur is, is nice, yeah. I don't think this you could is, pay me enough. This is ridiculous. <laughs> this, is, this, this is insane. I, I, I love it because I can't even, there's been so many words in front of that sheep's thing. That I can't even, I can't even... <laughs> 
remember them, but take it a step back for a moment, right? How long has the Disgusting Food Museum been operating? We're coming up on two years. We opened in October 2018. And okay. apart from the alcohol exhibition that year, you're running now at the moment, which sounds just ridiculous, and but ridiculously good, <laughs> I should say. What are some of the other things that you've yes. been doing over the last couple of years? Well, uh, this is our first temporary sub-exhibit, but the main exhibit has uh, about 80 different uh, things from all over the world. And that's everything from baby mouse wine to bull testicle to fermented shark or maggot-infested cheese. Maggot-infested cheese? Yes, the casumelsu from Sardinia, Italy. God, and Sardinia, Italy is really fancy. I just don't put oh, yes. the two and two together. <laughs> Weird. Just, well, it's quite tasty, actually. I, I tried it uh, about a year ago and it was quite nice, like a very spicy pecorino. Uh, did you try it with the maggots? Yes, absolutely. You have to close your eyes when you try it because they jump up to 15 centimeters. Oh, no, stop it. Oh, no, they stop don't. it. <laughs> you know, you can um, get paid to go on a TV show that actually, um, you know, these are the kind of things you have to eat. You don't have to do it for free. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fun. It's, it's a lot of fun to try the foods of, from all over the world. So everything in the exhibit is something that's completely normal where it comes from. It's just disgusting, kind of out of context if you remove it from the culture where it's I know. Andreas, Andreas, we'll have to stop you there. Maggot-infested cheese cannot be normal in any part of the world. Oh, it, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's completely normal in Sardinia. I've met plenty of Sardinian visitors here in the museum that say, yeah, I grew up eating. Oh, what? my God. God, how are you not getting sick? <laughs> well, you do have to shoot them quite well. Otherwise, they can survive in your intestines and bore through Stop. your intestines. So. Stop it. No, this is wrong. Do you, know, do you know what this sounds like, right? Maggot-infested cheese. It sounds like something, you know, maybe if you grew up in the 80s and Ireland was a rough place to live and <laughs> yeah. uh, your family had no money to go out and get proper food, that they were like, that's healthy for you. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's like, really, ma'am? It's like a maggot-infested potato. Uh, and, and you're being told well, it's great. Well, I mean, if quite close to you as well. I mean, if you just go over to, to Scotland, you have haggis, right? Yeah. And that's also a part of the exhibit. And, and that's quite disgusting if you're not grown up with it, if you're not accustomed to it. What is that? Haggis is a sheep stomach with a sheep lungs and liver and a, a heart uh, stuffed inside the, the sheep stomach and, and boiled. Yeah, I've nervous. heard of that. That, that was probably it. Yeah, I didn't realize there was so much more ignorantly probably so much more around the world if, if, if you're just tuned in by the way we're talking to the um, Andreas from the Disgusting Food Museum uh, over in, in Sweden let us know the most disgusting thing you have ever eaten um, I think like I've eaten um, I've eaten what have I eaten like uh, moths and insects and stuff would probably be the most disgusting thing that, that I have eaten oh but those you, are quite easy That's not they are in fairness they are and I, I remember they were like there was chilli flakes on them and they were dried out and they weren't even alive so like maggots and, and moths and different things like that insects they're, they're not too difficult at all but have you no. like made it a point to try all of the disgusting food in the museum? Yes I try absolutely everything I can get my hands on so uh, the two worst things I've had so the, the worst thing I've eaten is probably another Sardinian cheese actually it's the sukalu. Uh, you take a baby goat, you let it drink from its mother, you slaughter it, cut out the stomach and make a cheese inside the stomach. And the first time I ate that, I had about six pieces the size of half a golf ball or something. And then mm. I had an aftertaste in my mouth for three days afterwards. That was that was horrendous. Oh, and um, what did it taste like? Well, it's, it's like um, a very mature goat cheese mixed with a blue cheese mixed with a, a pretty nice helping of stomach acid. <laughs> oh, God. Right, so that's number one. What was the second most disgusting thing you've ever eaten the two actually it's it's a tie when it comes to drinking so the first is the 
baby mouse wine from China, newborn baby mice put in rice wine. Um, that tastes like a mix of gasoline and rotting animals. And the oh. second worst or like the tie for number one would probably be uh, Gomutra from India. It's cow urine. That was I was so close to throwing up when I had that. I have no just, words in this Sorry, whole just straight up cow urine. Yeah, yeah. And is there is there any thinking again? Because I know a lot of these things, they sound ridiculous, but as you mentioned, in their cultural context, there is um, either a, a, a use to it or a belief that there's maybe medicinal yeah. purposes of it. Is the cow urine meant to do anything for you? Yes, it is uh, supposed to be medicinal and uh, it cures diabetes and, and high blood pressure and things like that. And of course, cows have a very sacred place in Indian yeah. culture. So the combination of those two, it, it's completely normal in India. Uh, I've had plenty of Indian visitors here saying that they've, they've had it growing up. So, Are there any other kind of weird, disgusting foods or drinks that are coming into the museum? Uh, one is, uh, I'm standing in front of it right now. It's the prison toilet wine. So it's an American invention in, in prisons and jails in the U.S. They can't have alcohol, of course. So what they do when they get desperate is they... They put some very overly ripe oranges, some fruit cocktail, sugar and tomato ketchup and some old bread in a Ziploc bag. They bring it into the shower to heat it up as much as possible. And then they keep it in the water tank of their toilets to hide it from the guards where it ferments over a week or two to, to reach anywhere from 2 to 14% alcohol. That's that's kind of on the weird side. And the very creative side, I suppose, as well. You think like people in, in tough very, situations yes. figuring out how, they, yeah, how yeah, yeah. they can do it. These lads are like scientists. Yeah, it, they figured out that you need yeast, you need sugar, you need fermentation, and, and they try to recreate it as, as good as they could. Just don't, I really is, want to go, though. I really so do I. I really, it. really, really <laughs> want to go over and have a look at this. I mightn't be up for trying some stuff, but again, can you give us a quick maybe rundown of some of the the new al- disgusting alcohol exhibition that I guarantee you you're not going to most people are never going to be <laughs> drinking and you won't be drinking a lot of it can you give us a rundown then of just some of the because I read a list of some of the as you mentioned mm-hmm. the wines and the prison ones but what, what are some of the other um, it, it, more interesting strange uh, alcohols that are on uh, the, are in the exhibition at the moment yeah we have something that's basically the um, the origin of alcohol as we know it it's Chica de Muco from Peru so you take um, cornmeal from Peruvian purple corn and you shoo it. And the enzymes, the ptyaline enzymes in the saliva starts a fermentation process in the corn. So you shoo it and then you spit it out into like a bucket. Um, you add some fruits and then you let it ferment. So that was how alcohol production started 7,000 years ago. Um, sake production also started like that with shearing rice so that's a very very historic alcohol oh, weird so people were just chewing stuff spitting it out I mean who discovered that this is insane how did somebody discover that you know spitting <laughs> that, that out their food that is a question we get all the time for yeah we, we get that question all the time for a lot of the items here so probably a lot of this uh, started off as chance. It started off as someone randomly just yes, chewed some corn and spit it out, and then they discovered that alcohol was formed. That, that was I, most likely the, the start of this. I feel really bad for the guy in India who went up and just drank the urine, and then the second yeah. guy went up and was like, oh, there's actually milk here, man. You don't actually need to, you don't need to touch that. <laughs> Do they not need to pass some kind of health and safety test? Oh, yes, absolutely. No, it's it's uh, controlled by the government. The government actually even uses the cow urine for cleaning floors in government buildings. We could have a whole new industry here. You know, we'd, we've loads of cows over here. 
So, who knows? Yeah. yeah, we were like, lads, what are you doing with the urine over there? We're like, nothing. Give it, give it over here. I'll be straight into uh, into uh, Leinster House and the government buildings going, <laughs> lads, we'll uh, mop the floors with some cow urine. It makes sense on far too many levels, but here we go. Um, listen, Andreas, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Again, if you're listening, always drink cow urine responsibly. Visit drinkaware.ie. I guarantee you no one is going to be drinking <laughs> a lot of these things. But what's the website or social media handles for the Disgusting Food Museum? Yeah. Yeah, just go to disgustingfoodmuseum.com or at Disgusting Food Museum. Brilliant. I'll be over soon. As soon as COVID has finished, Hi. I will be over to try all of Looking these things. Looking forward to it. Andreas, thanks so much for that. Thank you very much. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.